We are so thrilled to be partnering with Hinge. Hinge is the dating app designed to be deleted. As you all know, I'm a huge Hinge advocate as I met my partner of almost three years on the app. Even before meeting him, Hinge was always my go-to app because I met more relationship-minded people here and had some great dates. Clearly, I haven't been on the app for a little while, but I re-downloaded it to check out some of the new features. One that stood out to me was the voice prompt, my best friend's take on why you should date me, where your friend can hype you up. Not only does this make the profile creation less daunting, but it's not always easy to see your own green flags. So to test it out, I asked UA some fun prompts to get her take on what I could put if I was dating again. So the first one, how long have we known each other? What was your first impression of me and how has that changed? Julie and I have known each other for almost 10 years. My first impression of Julie was that she's very social, but I've learned that she has a lot more depth to her beyond the social butterfly that she is. My next prompt, what do you think are my green flags? I would say she's deeply loyal. She believes in love, curious mindset, and she is fearlessly ambitious. And then last but not least, what kind of friend am I? Julie is the kind of friend who will always have your back, no matter what. Damn, that feels nice to hear. So download Hinge and try voice prompts today. Then find someone worth deleting the app for. I love wine, but sometimes it can get really expensive, which is why I'm so excited that today's episode is brought to you by Last Bottle Wines. If you don't know, they're a Napa-based online wine shop with a twist. They offer just one hand-picked wine per day until it sells out, which is often an hour's. So new day, new wine, always at incredible prices. We're talking 30 to 70% off retail. And the best part is that there's no subscriptions, no fees, and no minimum purchase. Just a daily email with a really great wine. They're offering Datable listeners 10% off your first order with code Datable. And now is such a great time to join as their marathon sale is coming up on March 28th and 29th. They flip that one day rule on its head and offer back to back deals, which means that wines are only up on the site for a couple minutes at a time and shipping is 100% free. They send us a mini marathon package of some of their favorites and let me tell you, they were delicious. Sign up at lastbottlewines.com and use the code datable and find out why Last Bottle is the most fun way to discover and buy amazing wine. The Dateable Podcast is an insider's look into modern dating that the Huffington Post calls one of the top 10 podcasts about love and sex. I'm your host, Yue Shu, former dating coach turned dating sociologist. You'll also hear from my co-host, Julie Krafchick. On each episode, we'll talk to real daters about everything from sex parties to sex droughts, date fails to diaper fetishes, and first moves to first loves. We are excited you've joined us for an older episode. While our earlier seasons were all about dating in San Francisco, we quickly realized all the themes and learnings are universal for all daters. So we shifted to covering dating from all around the world as the seasons progress. The fun part is things happen first in San Francisco, the tech epicenter and counterculture capital of the world. We love for you to keep tuning in to our older episodes, but there is no set order to listen in. So feel free to jump to more recent seasons or relevant episodes for you. Enjoy the show. The Dateable Podcast is hosted by me. I'm Yue, a former dating coach in New York turned active dater in San Francisco. On each episode, you'll hear commentary by my co-host, Michael Vargas, a fellow dating coach with a clinical psychology background, my producer, Julie Krafchick, and other surprise co-hosts. 
Hey, don't forget to check out our next event on September 30th. The theme is no pants. And we will again be doing a live stage performance of the old school TV show, The Dating Game. Get all the details by going on our Facebook page under Dateable Podcast. Our last event sold out, so get your tickets soon. This episode of Dateable is brought to you by 500 Brunches. 500 Brunches connects like-minded people with similar interests to meet in real life over brunch. You answer a quick questionnaire about your interests and how you spend your time, and then they'll match you in small groups of six to eight at a brunch spot in San Francisco. Get a free entry into a brunch now by signing up at 500brunches.com and using the code DATEABLE. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Dateable, a show that opens up a candid conversation about dating in San Francisco. So I believe today we have a lady by the name of Rachel Smith, is that correct? Hey! That is correct. And you know, on each episode, we dissect a dating story and Rachel has a story for us today. Rachel, take it away. Okay. So is there swearing allowed? Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. I just want everyone to know, all the listeners at home, Rachel is in studio with me right now. We are drinking wine and eating cheese. And we are in a room that I thought was a little Asian sex dungeon because there's a giant green screen and a video camera. Yep. If you're ever lucky enough to come over to my studio, you'll know that I love (laughs) SNM. You're a master of these dirty stories. We just don't know it. Okay. So my story, let me just start off. I'm engaged. It's been, I've been with the same guy for four years. So this is a long time ago, but I still, it's one that has always haunted me. Um, Okay. So first of all, I met this guy at bar none. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, nothing good ever walks into bar none. So I met this guy. (laughs) I think I was like 23 at the peak of my alcoholism. And I go to bar none on a Thursday and I meet this guy. I black out. I have no idea what he looks like. But he hit me up the next day and was like, let's go on a date. I had so much fun with you. I was like, okay, let's do this. And it was at the age where you have like a really BS kind of job. You know, you're just going in after work and then you just show up nine to five and then you go out and you party and the next day you can go and hungover. So we go on our first date. I have no idea what this guy looks like. So I go 30 minutes early and I start drinking because I'm like, I'm just going to sit at the bar. Hopefully he recognizes me because I sure as fuck will recognize him. (laughs) So anyways, I'm sitting there. He comes over, he introduces himself and I realize like it's not happening. This guy is not style at all. Like, I must have been inebriated. (laughs) So anyways, we're hanging out. We're getting along. And I find him humorous, but not attractive. But anyways, so we keep drinking. And this is a Thursday night. And so next thing I know, I'm I'm just belligerent. And it starts to get foggy here. (laughs) So we're downtown at the Irish Bank. That's where we start out. And I was just like, okay, this guy's fun. Like, I'll just get drunk with him. And he was Irish, so you can imagine the car bombs we were doing. (laughs) So then, anyways, later on, we moved to this other bar. I forgot what it was called. It was on Geary. And we're just tanked. And I remember being, again, it was Thursday, and there was this karaoke night, and we're on stage, and I'm dancing and singing, and I grab him in the middle of the song. We just start hardcore making out. Yeah. Like, this guy, you know? And I'm so drunk. So anyways, what happens is I end up losing my wallet 
And I was like, I gotta go home. You know, it's the end of my night. I think it was like 1.30 and I don't have a wallet. I just had my cell phone and I was like, okay, I'll just take the Geary bus home. <laughs> this, this is when it gets a little out of control. So he's like, I'll take you home. We're like, come over to my house. And I just wanted to get away because I knew bad things would happen if I went over to his house. Or good things, however you want. <laughs> good things for him. Not cute, you guys. Not cute at all. So anyways, we get on the bus. And this is, this is the bad moment. Is I have memories of me sitting on this bus just cussing people out on the muni. And I... Oh. I yeah, I was that belligerent person on me. Yep. Yeah, yep. I was I was throwing things at people and <laughs> swearing, and I think I was slurring. And so we get to the stop, and we're just sitting there, and I'm still cussing people out. And the next thing I know, I look up, and the uni driver is right in front of me. And she's like, I'm sorry, miss. You're going to need to get the hell off my bus. Oh, shit. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like... And I was on the phone with this guy because he was checking in with me. So he could hear me, and I don't remember what he was saying. So long story short, the woman kicks me off the bus. And then everyone starts applauding. And they're cheering, <laughs> like, yeah, you got her off the bus. <laughs> I turn around, and I'm just like, fuck everyone. <laughs> and get off the bus. I realize I live on Fifth Avenue. And I rode the bus to like 38th Avenue. <laughs> I was so drunk. I, I got off on the wrong stop. And I'm still talking to this guy. And he's just sitting there like, wow, you're really wasted. <laughs> so anyways, I'm standing on the street. And I'm like, how am I going to get home? I don't have a wallet. I can't pay for a cab. So I'm standing there. I'm waiting for the bus. And it's, it's like two at this time. And... Out of nowhere, this man driving a golf cart that looks like <laughs> <David> <laughs> <laughs> rolls down the street, sees me, and I'm I'm still like cussing a swirl. I'm off the phone at this point, and I'm waiting for the bus. And then two minutes later, he circles back, and he's like, "Hey, do you need a ride?" <laughs> I was like, "Actually, I do need a ride. I just came from a horrible date. Like the guy was not my style, and I got kicked off the muni." I was this guy's like 67 or something. So is he, is he 67 but handsome? Hmm? No, I can look like Santa Claus. Okay. So, anyways, the guy ends up giving me a ride home. Was totally nice. Yeah, just drove me home, and it was like, like I say, two. And he's got like his um, golf cart. What the hell is that about? But anyways, <laughs> so gives me a ride home. And then the next day I wake up and I have like memories of all of this. And I was so humiliated that when the guy asked me back out, well, one, I wasn't interested in him. But two, he had like heard me, he heard me get kicked off this minibus. <laughs> and I was mortified. So I made up some lame story that I had a family emergency in LA and I couldn't see him again for at least a month. <laughs> and it was like so obvious that it was like, I never want to see this guy again. So I never saw him again, except for eight years later in bar nine. <laughs> oh my God. Bar nine. I mean, what the hell? Yeah. And so needless to say, it was a very short conversation. Lesson learned, stay out of bar none. That's what I'm getting from this. <laughs> and also don't get really wasted with a guy you have no interest in. How the hell does he ask you back out? God <laughs> only knows. Maybe he thought I was easy because I got so drunk. 
Oh, that's right. No, I'm sure you provided some sort of entertainment for him. I mean, yeah. how many dates does he go on where his date leaves and gets kicked off of a muni? Uh, and we were making out hardcore in that random bar. <laughs> yeah. He probably thought you know, it was like one of the most romantic nights. You know that kind of drunk makeout where you shove him against a wall and it's just like so passionate. And in your mind, you're like, this is hot. But yeah. if from someone else's like view, they're it's like, disgusting. this is disgusting. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds like the stereotypical beginnings of like learning how to date in San Francisco. Yeah. I feel like, you know, in every city when you're in your early 20s, you get wasted drunk and then you make out with someone you don't really want to make out with. And then the next day you may go, well, who was that person I made out with? Oh, yeah. And you may go out with them and not recognize them. That's happened to me multiple times, you know, in my early 20s. I mean, there are worse things that could happen. There are worse things that could happen. I think, you know, that's how this universe is fair, is that you make out with people you don't like when you're drunk. So what did you learn from this? Oh my God, don't be that drunk idiot on uni. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hands down, I've witnessed people get kicked off the bus and how mortifying it is for them. And I just, I remember the shame that came over me when this woman was like, you need to get the fuck off my bus. <laughs> and then everyone applauded. Like I was that person in the back of the bus. There, was there Uber and Lyft back no. then? Okay, no. so. So wait, 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 wait. Okay, now I gotta talk about the man's perspective on this because oh, I've God. heard so many guys talk about how they went out on a date, the girl got a little ridiculous, but there was like that moment of passion and then he starts thinking in his head, oh, is you know, does she possibly want to date with me? And what's like, there's so, I can imagine from his point of view, there's so many mixed signals. The fact that you, yeah. who knows what you did to him Nobody at bar none? Nobody, Nobody knows. knows. <laughs> you probably gave him a hand job. <laughs> I mean, I'm just, I'm just speculating here, but you probably gave him a hand job, a, maybe a blow job. At bar none. <laughs> I've done worse and forgotten more. So. <laughs> You know, it's interesting to me, like, drinking on dates. I don't know what your thoughts are, but I remember, I'll diverge a little of my own stuff. I feel like there were times I would meet people on first dates and drink a little too much mm. and regret it. So I'm just curious what your thoughts are on some of that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you guys know my whole thing is sober first kiss. I think if you really want to get to know someone and want to gauge chemistry, you have a sober first kiss with them. But that rarely happens in the city because there's so many nerves that go into a first date or a first meeting. You're like, I just really want a glass, a glass of something. Yeah. I feel like when you meet someone, when you're already drunk, it's hard to get to know them as a sober person. Let me tell you, when I decided to be sober, I, I made a, a rule for myself. I was not going to hook up with anyone under the influence. I went a year. That's pretty good. I went a year. It was a painful <laughs> year, but I went a year. And then like, finally I said, screw this. Like hook up as in have sex? Uh, yes, more than making out. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I was okay with the drunk make out, but I wouldn't go past that under the influence. I think that's a great yeah. rule to have. That's a great rule because when you remove kind of like the sexual stuff out of things and remove the alcoholism, out of it. It makes it less confusing. Although I do got to give you credit for being able to uh, have your, give yourself a line when you're drunk. Cause I hear so many people just throw out the excuse. Oh, I was drunk. Oh, I was drunk. But yet for you, you're able to drink, but then stop yourself to a point. Oh, that was years ago. Uh, or that was years later after being <laughs> such a drunk. That was after 
many sessions of therapy. <laughs> many, many therapy sessions was I able to curtail my drinking. So, Folks, therapy works. It does. I want to know your guys' opinion on this. If you meet someone when you're drunk and you don't remember what they look like, you don't remember who they are, should you go on a date with them if they ask? Oh, hell yeah. Life is about the stories. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very good friends with a guy that I met really wasted didn't know what he looked like i ended up bringing a girlfriend along and we're now really good friends i met a guy when i was just blackout drunk and when i'm blackout drunk i can't see past the chest i only see like chest down so i didn't see it is a blur i never saw his face so he asked me out on a date he's like let's meet at this bar i show up to the bar i don't remember what he looks like and there was only one guy at the bar that was by himself so i'm like fuck that must be him this guy was like 55, 60 years old. He was That's like who you thought was Hawaiian. the guy. He was like in a Hawaiian shirt and a fedora. So I'm like, I guess that's him. I walk over, I tap his shoulder and I go, hey. He's like, hey, what would you like to drink? I'm like, all right, let's just start drinking now. <laughs> so we start drinking. We're like taking shots of tequila. And then I get a tap on my shoulder and it's the actual guy that I'm oh there to God. see. So the guy that was doing sh tequila shots with me totally thought I was a prostitute. Like, ah, absolutely God. thought I was a prostitute. Better, the funnier thing is that he was down with it. He was totally down. He was like, of course. Like, it was like a dream come true. It was like, this today is the last day of my life. I will be very happy. You know what? I can just say, I can picture it. Who did you have more fun with on that date? <laughs> well, I took both of them. They were both fun. Yeah, okay. But what I mean, seriously, if you are in a Hawaiian shirt, in a fedora, a 55 year old man sitting at a bar by yourself and an Asian girl walks up to you, chances are she's a prostitute. <laughs> chances are she's a prostitute. That opens it up. Like if you realize ahead of time, like this, this date is going to suck. Like I'm just going for fun. You end up having more fun than if you really like might like the guy. You yeah. get nervous and then you're kind of like, oh quieter, you know, you're not so much yourself. I think that's a really good point because I've talked to a lot of friends about this recently. What makes a good date good and what makes a bad date bad? Because it doesn't, a good date doesn't necessarily mean that you hit it off and you want to get to know them in a romantic setting. A good date just means you had fun with that person. Right. So you could meet up with someone, maybe there's no chemistry, but you could have amazing conversation with them still. And have a great time. I don't remember any of the conversations. <laughs> I think I but, made it out to avoid the conversation. I think that's now you have a great story to tell your grandchildren. Wait, Michael, do you have any stories like that? Because you don't really drink. That's interesting about Michael. Oh. He doesn't really drink. So I feel like your stories wouldn't be as extreme. No, I mean, my stories are more from the outside perspective of like, oh, my God, she's drunk. Oh yeah. So you, and I, you and I would God damn it. You and I would not work out. <laughs> it's okay. I, I forgive you. Yeah, that could be a slight problem. <laughs> no, I know at least for me from from my perspective of first dates and drinking all all that. I had my drinking time and it was fun, but my body doesn't physically enjoy alcohol. But I remember going out on those dates of having like the other person get wasted and it just for me, it just wasn't fun. Um, it just, I guess like some, some people need what's called liquid courage, right? And so that's exactly why they do that is to get that liquid courage to try to be relaxed and all that stuff. But 
I mean, the more I believe, the more people do that, the less likely they're able to build up their own courage. And it makes it harder for them to then act regular in normal situations. At least that's my belief. I feel like we should challenge listeners at home. And if you are really serious about being in a relationship, go on dates and not drink. That is yeah. a challenge. Or try not drinking at all well, and I see what heard. happens. People are, it's so interesting. I was with someone, a friend of mine the other day and she was, she we went out and she wanted to have a drink or she didn't want to have a drink, but she was so used to having a drink that it was like her body was asking for it so people get like conditioned when they walk into a bar to not have a drink if you want your social skills to get better if you want to be able to relate better with people try not drinking and it'll you'll just naturally have to build that up the question is in modern day dating in san francisco most people don't want to commit to a dinner for a first date it's too long of a commitment People just, it's expensive. And then you get stuck if you don't like that person. So people mostly meet at bars for happy hour for a drink. What are some alternatives that people can do? Oh my God. Coffee is weird and most coffee shops aren't open. Urban putt. I love it. That's great. Uh, That's hell. Yeah, you want the entertainment on your first date. Yeah, keep busy. My friend actually went out on a date with this guy who was like, let's go on an urban hike. I, I think I think um, doing the walking thing, I think that's a good one because anyone, you can call it at any time, right? You're open out, you're in the environment, you can call it at any time. I think starting off with like, like grabbing a snack or a food or whatever, just to have something to like munch on or to drink or whatever, as you walk around, I think that's a good start to the date because then after like 10 minutes, you're like, oh my God, I'm not feeling good. I could head home. And you're not like confined to a seat or anything like that. Or you know what? That's a great idea. And also too, I really like it as a female when a guy shows me his San Francisco. I really like it when someone shows me something new on a first date. Yeah. Like also showing um, people, there's so many beautiful views in San Francisco Mm -hmm. and just bringing someone there just to appreciate the view. It's like a nice moment to have. Definitely. What do you do when you don't have a vehicle? I had a good date, actually. A lot, it, the person was awful, but it was my best date. <laughs> <laughs> but he took me for like a little picnic. It was some like, there were some bottles of wine involved, but you don't have to do this. It was a picnic near the Golden Gate Bridge at night. And it was so beautiful oh, and romantic. Nice. I just wish I was there with someone I liked better. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you do for first dates, Michael? I... I like to do the whole walking thing. I like to say, hey, let's meet up at X place. Like uh, if it's somewhere, I personally love like pastries. So we'll meet up at like a pastry place and pick a couple of desserts, have a little bite and start walking around and just start having conversation. And if the conversation goes well, then we're walking for like three or four hours and it feels like 20 minutes or we're walking for like 20 minutes and it feels like three hours and I have my friend and I start looking at my phone saying oh I forgot I had this and then I think dessert's good because it's like kind of a middle ground between like coffee and dinner it's like a little more romantic than coffee it's not that commitment in price of dinner right love to walk and get an ice cream yeah yeah gelato and all that hell yeah like a fro-yo with some sprinkles and gummy bears (laughs) great that's a great segue into our question of the day which comes from Jamie, who said, who, who wants to know if you know during a date that you are not attracted to this person, there is no chemistry, 
should you just bail right away or should you try to make the date into a good date, even if you're not interested? Uh, yeah, I think it depends. If the person is, if, if it's really not going well and this person's like frustrating you and you're getting angry and annoyed, I think at that point you just head on out. But if the person's pleasant, I think it could be, I think it could be a potential friend and then just another person to add to your social circle. So I, I went on a date a few months ago with a guy that I was like, he'd be perfect for a friend of mine. Is it weird to be like, I really want to, I'm not interested, but I want to introduce you to Can I make a comment on this? Yeah. Because like, I've actually had this conversation with my old roommate many of times and she was like, that'd be so weird. I'm like, why? I went on one date with the guy. It's not like I like slept with the guy or anything. Like yeah. what, what's the big deal? I don't think so. You're, and everyone has different tastes, right? Yeah, it's not yeah. like he, she's like, oh, it feels like it's like your leftovers. I'm like, not really. Like my taste and your taste is just different. It's like, he's just not suited for me, but he's yeah. your type. Why wouldn't you pass that along? But I, I get really sensitive about it. I don't like it when friends pass, do pass me downs. It, but that's <laughs> just because you it's have- not a, It's like, not a pass down, it's a pass sideways. Yeah, I think if you've slept with the person, then it's fucking weird. Wait, yeah. my, Michael, what? how would you react to if you went on a date with a girl and she was like, you know, I don't think there's chemistry here, but I want to introduce you to my friend Julie. What would you say? Well, I actually kind of did this to someone. Um, there was a girl that I was seeing for a little bit and it, it just wasn't working out for me, but I knew that uh, she really liked dancing and I knew a friend of mine who was a really good dancer that I think would find her attractive. So I brought her out to the dance scene and introduced them to, and they started dating and they were together for like six months. Right. But that's, that's you setting them up. How would you react if it was the other way around? I think I would be okay if I, if I find the other person interesting. Like if, if I find this person that I was introduced to, uh, someone that I would love wanting to be with, I'm totally okay with that. I, I'm not picky. Rachel Smith would be down for anything. My like, mom introduced me to anybody. <laughs> My mom is very wise, and she said, "If you don't like the guy you're dating, you might like his buddy." Oh my Absolutely. god! I mean, why not? I I think it's all fair game. I, but your yours is a little weird because you said you were seeing this girl. I mean, how many days did you guys go on? I would say we were seeing each other for like a month ish. But uh, but we never slept together or anything like that. Okay, we didn't sleep together. I uh, back to Jamie's question. I think yes, if you're in the middle of a date, you realize there's no chemistry. Try to make it a good date. Still, maybe you'll you'll still learn something from this person and totally. just be in the moment. Finish up the date and then call it a day. Yeah. Let's wrap this up. Don't forget to submit your stories and remember, you can always be anonymous. We can change your name. We can change your voice. We can change all the names in your story. Michael? Stay dateable. Your dating challenge for this week is to send us your most ridiculous dating story, especially if it's on par with Rachel's. We will be publishing some of the best ones on our website, so make sure you anonymize all the parties involved to cover your ass. The most efficient way to meet new people is a combination of online and offline. 500 Brunches has your offline covered. Connect over brunch with new friends. Come alone or bring a buddy. There is always a table full of friendly faces, mimosas, and eggs benedict. Sign up at 500brunches.com and use the code DATEABLE for a free entry. To connect with us, visit datablepodcast.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all under Datable Podcast.